back to the Big Fetch. I'm James Barnett. And I'm Toby Davis. Oh, you want me to carry on talking, do you? <laughs> well, that was... right, here we go. <laughs> I thought I'd talk too much, do I? I've hey. got to see what amateur I've got to work with here. You normally have something to say. You go, I'm Toby Davis. Oh, I've normally got something to say, do I? Here we go again, straight away with the Fetch. At the start of last week, James, you said, and I quote, I'm starting to really like the sound of my own voice, is what you said. Well, do you know what? I heard it back and it's, it's and my mum takes the mick out of it, but she says I'm very nasally. She's given me an old Jewish man's name for the, the way my voice sounds. Which is? Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie. Ronnie <laughs> Shimshilowitz. She'll sometimes say, Ronnie, your dinner's ready. I'm like, <laughs> you know, can you not call me Ronnie, please? Yeah, my dad calls me Moish as well. Yeah, like, Mo- you know, Moish like- is a great name. Because it's okay, obviously Moses was from the thing, but Moisha is like more of like an old Jew. Moisha, Moisha, come on, dinner. I, I don't know if this, I don't know if this is related to the topic whatsoever, but I'm, not, I'm, glad, I'm glad it went on this tangent. No, I mean you say that, but you know, this, I still think this, you, this uh, like the other, this like the other episodes is a further indication that you and I are a bunch of old Jewish men. Moving on, let's kind of uh, explain why this episode's called "My Son's a Doctor." Because I don't have a son, nor do you. So what's that about? But I think it's it's a bit of a it's a common phrase, you know, sort of that. Similarly to I think a lot of ethnic minority communities like like the Jews is that everyone wants their son or daughter to go far, and the furthest you can go is to be a doctor or a lawyer. If you fail that, like my father, an accountant. Um, well, us, we were real failures then. Oh, you in marketing and me in uh, politics. Yeah, I told you that. Um, once my grandma said to me, Toby, why'd you have to go into politics? No one, will li- no, no one will like you. No, <laughs> no one likes you now. <laughs> oh, charming. No <laughs> one likes politicians. You go, I'd vote for you. And no else? one else will. Oh, okay, that, there we go. There we go. Right, um, everyone wanted their son to be a doctor. Often Jews are on the other side of the, uh, the desk or the, the, the bed, shall we say. Yeah. Jews are famous. Famous for having lots of aches, pains, illnesses, ailments. They may not have them, but boy, do they love to talk about them. They might have some form of them. Let's be honest. We're, we're, not, we're not denying Jews their ailments and their aches and pains right now. We're, we're saying, okay, I think they, they might be, and I'm part of this, it's like high, hypochondriacs, potentially. I mean, so there's a, there's a, there's a great Jewish joke, James, that we, we, we spoke about earlier, wasn't there? Yeah, I love it. So... A Frenchman, a German, and a Jew are trudging across the Sahara. The Frenchman says, I'm so thirsty, I must have wine. The German says, I'm so thirsty, I must have a beer. And the Jew cries, Oi vey, am I so thirsty, I must have diabetes. (laughs) I still find that funny, I don't know why. Because it's always the one that kind of Jews love to to add an extra worry on something. It's, you know... NHS, what's that, what's that, NHS Direct or 111 or whatever it is? Yeah, they could probably have a separate outline just for yeah. Jews. <laughs> it's, it's never been a good thing for Jews. Instead of Gogglebox, where you watch other people watch TV, you want to yeah. listen to Jews, Jews complaining about their ailments. Yes, oh my, if we managed to lift the audio from the 11 helpline of Jews expressing their like, aches and pains, that would be comedy gold. Excuse me, excuse me, hello. I, I ate too much <laughs> Friday night dinner, I think I'm going to pop. Yeah. Sorry, sir. Uh, Eating too much doesn't mean you're actually going to pop. Yeah, uh, we actually have actual emergencies here. Um, <laughs> I'm saying Jews are more ill than other people. I mean, they might be, biologically. But it's more the fact that I think that Jews love to let 
people know that they have an ailment. You know, you were saying though about Jews um, more ill than other people. They're the chosen people, and we've been chosen to be ill. Apparently, there's a there's a famous line in uh in again. Oh my God, two weeks in a row, Fiddler on the Roof, where he yeah. goes, God, I know we're the chosen people, but can't you choose somebody else for a change? She thought. Did you know this? Years ago, I thought I, thought I had diabetes. Why? Because you were fat. What's going to do with fat? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why did you think you had diabetes? I. I kept. I kept pissing. Like I, your bed. No. You... No. Oh, oh. Like, I thought you kept pissing yourself like that. No. Can behave yourself. Oh, I kept going to. The, I kept needing a wee. Okay. And I was like. I'm obviously give it, give it a little Google. Give it a l- yeah. good little Google. You're dying. You might have diabetes or a prostate. You might have a prostate. You have a prostate no, might, anyway. No, might have a, a prostate, uh, enlarged prostate or prostate cancer. We really I, needed that <laughs> clarification, by the way. I remember, so I had a Google and went, you might have an enlarged prostate. But this does, for like 80% or 90% of the time, affect men over the age of 65 or 70. I went, Still. you know, yeah, I'm... I act like an old Jewish man, but I don't think that means biologically <laughs> I'm actually up there. You'll go, oh, I've got a bad back. I really do. You, t- you, t- you, told, you told me that you, every time you sit on a chair, you have a cushion behind your back. I, there's only one other person I know who does that, and they are above the age of 80. You went to watch a documentary in like a, in like a, a, cine- like a private screening in, in Harringay. It was in like Crouch End or something. Yeah, and we were the like only that. people there, again, below the age of 60. And there was a man about 70 with his, his wife there. And I, think he, he was, I think he was late 60. I don't think he was actually that old. Oh, really? Okay, either way. But he, um, he hadn't brought a cushion out for him to sit on. He brought a, a pillow without the, the, the pillow cover and everything. And he, he actually brought a pillow from his bed with him. You can't put a cushion behind your back? Where? Wagamamas, benches, we're back. Yeah, wagamamas. You're, you're having it again, round two. You were saying about my back ailment. I even once got a birthday present from, uh, from you and uh, another friend to uh, kind of com- combat this issue. So, can, can, do you mind? Go for it. So, James, and I think it's not really to do with backs, but I think that Jews love, Jews aren't the most active of people. You, 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 you're, you're sparse to find professional Jewish athletes, you know, up there, you know, running the 100 metres at the Olympics or whatever. Jews are more of a sedentary kind of people. They like to have a... <laughs> They'll watch it. They'll watch the person. Wow, does he run fast? <laughs> yeah. Oi, I, if I could be his agent or his manager. <laughs> my mum always goes when she sees someone doing a lot of exercise. I feel tired watching him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the classic. That's the classic. <laughs> yeah. You like to, after a long day, you sit down. And there's that kind of that accompanying, accompanying. Oi, as you sit down on a nice, a nice yeah. chair. Pardon? I don't know if everyone does it. I think uh, we're prone to it. If you, if you sit down and you have a nice... Oh, you need to make a, a long day. You need the noise to accompany the first sit down. Yeah. Oh, I mean, to be honest, I do it at the start of the day. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm here. Um, so James has always for years gone on about how he loves sitting down. He gets a chair, on, he gets a seat on the way to work. That's I mean, a, if you get on later... That's a big what? thing. To get a, to get a seat on the tube is... Uh, what, who wants to stand? Why would you choose? You know when there's spare seats and someone goes, no, 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 it's fine, I'll stand. Unless it's a woman, an old woman Ooh. or a pregnant, a pregnant woman or an elderly person or disabled, why would you ever say no? Yeah. Like, it's, I, yes, I, it sit, 
I sit in the disabled seat because I've got a bad back. Yeah. We've always discussed the hierarchy of, um, of positions, you know, on a tube or even just waiting for something. Obviously, sitting, number one. Then you've got the lean. Leaning is better than nothing. Or perching, you know, the little thing by the window on the tube. You have the holding on to something and then you have the free stand. In some you know, way. yeah, standing. Oh, after a while, your legs start to go, your back starts to go. Yeah, basically, so, find a seat is what we were trying to say. And therefore, for James's birthday a couple of years ago, a friend of ours and myself bought James his own personalised camping chair. So it actually has his nickname, Jimbo, and the star of David, in case he forgets uh, who he is and where he's from. <laughs> and, uh, and he's got a personalised camping chair. He's not yet, but we've told him he should take it with him on his commute to work, just in case he doesn't get a seat one day. He can... Uh, Without. Whip out the chair on the northern line and have a nice uh, seat wherever he is. You've you've actually got your um, your famous ailment of your um, your dodgy foot as well. I've not, not dodgy. Yeah, it's not telling anyone that I've got some sort of you know. It's got part of the leg. Like, I just happened to uh, wake up with really bad pains in my feet about a year. Well, why am I going into this into this detail? Yes, I turns <laughs> this is actually this no this is actually funny. But it turned out I've got a little bit. Like a little bit of a flat foot, right? In my right, in my right foot, which I happened to tell my personal trainer this, and he goes, "How? It's a problem that athletes get, and you're the least furthest looking from an athlete that I've ever seen." You're diabetic. You got flat feet. It's a real combo. No, he said I've got an athlete's disease, so I pride myself on that. But ultimately, I just put a little bit of uh, extra inner sole in my shoe. That. John really puzzles me. Hmm? How did they manage to get the Jews to build the pyramids? Carrying all those bricks, seal the back pain. That's where it started, I'm telling you. Building the pyramids. The, so the, Egypt, the Egyptians, before when we were slaves in Egypt, you've got, you've got Ronnie and Moisha there going, you want me to schlep those bricks up there? Forget about it. It's not <laughs> happening, it's not happening. I tell you, I need a cushion when I get back as well. I would not have trusted that job of the pyramids. What's the correct? We need reparations from Egypt for the pain they've caused us on our backs. <laughs> <laughs> you like they should have had a note. They should have. They should have had a note. You know. Uh, excuse me. My mother says uh, that I'm not allowed to shift all these bricks. We're not that unwell as, as as a pair of us, the two of us. But oh, I don't know. I've I've had my fair share of uh, conditions. Oh, that's stuff. that's true. But I remember I... you came away with us and you said you don't remember most of the holiday. I've still got um, a bone to pick with you about it. Because let, let for everyone listening, I was seriously unwell. As in, as I said, I didn't remember a single thing from this holiday. And I told them before going, they're like, you'll be fine, just come along. So stupidly, I did so. Um, and do you know what? It reached a pinnacle one night. And with glandular fever, there was a lot. We're in Zadar in Croatia, weren't we, I think? Yeah, there was, there's a lot of coughing involved. And I genuinely felt like a lung could have fallen out at any, any moment. Um, coughing, headache. Do you know what? It was just, it was, it was knocking on um, death's door, I think. <laughs> Again, being a hypochondriac, wasn't dying, but felt very unwell. Very, very unwell. I was under the weather. <laughs> you, can I just say, what you were, how you treated me, I'll never forget it. Me? Yes, you, especially. We're all trying to have a, have a nice sleep. We've been out for the day. We're on holiday. We've been very tired. The whole night, this guy is spluttering in another room. So there's four of us. 
and I'm in a room with one of our friends, and he's in the room with one of our other friends, and he's spluttering. <laughs> <laughs> I coughed the I whole coughed. night through, and they were like, probably no, it was one of those ones where it was actually, no, it's quite like a strainy cough, and they, I was getting so worked up about it, I was saying, shit, James, shut up! I even, the friend I was in a room next to, we, we had to share, it was two double beds, so I was sharing the bed with um, our friend, and I kicked him really, really hard. Turned out he wasn't awake. He was fast asleep. He went, what? Mate, what was that? I said, can you hear this? How out of order is it that he's keeping us all awake? I go into the other room and say, James, this is, I can't remember the actual phrase of it. I said, this is completely unacceptable. If you're not going to sleep, you might as well go out on the balcony. No, it was definitely not this diplomatic. It was, you're going on the balcony. It, we're, we're, it's about five degrees, like at night in Croatia. If you're not going to sleep, you're keeping everyone up. I think you should remove yourself from the situation yeah, and have a nice sit and relax on the balcony. I want to be a public display for the rest of Croatia to observe the, the ill man, uh, you know, slowly dying. However, however, was I or was I not right? Because you said the next morning you slept better on the balcony. The balcony was quite comfortable. but I may not be a doctor, but I might as well be. It's... We Jews are quite known for having like heart disease, heart problems, you know. Yeah, I agree. I think that's because of one word: schmaltz. Schmaltz ultimately just means fat or like chicken fat that is used in in a lot of cooking. But I mean. The idea is that it's, it's, it's used, in, used in a lot of Ashkenazi cooking. A lot of Ashkenazi cooking is fatty or has a lot of... So, you know, we have dishes such as chopped liver, which is literally just lots of fat and, and liver mushed together with some, some seasoning, onions, pepper, whatever. You've also got things like you actually eat schmaltz herring, which is just fatty herring. These things aren't good for your health, hence why... There is a lot of Jews, you know, you know, overweight or with heart conditions, shall we say. You know. It's good for you to be a bit overweight. You, you don't trust oh, it you want, skinny. Yeah, no, yeah, you want, you, you know, it's always that, you know, you want to be well fed, looked after. Come on, eat something. Yeah, it's like they're not being looked after. If they're, well, if we've obviously come back, into, we've come back into episode two, which is that 75% of Jewish conversation result, revolves around food. But that's not a problem for us. It's not even a kvetch. It's where we're happiest. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of Jews are known for having bad stomachs as well, aren't they? I mean, to be honest, James, I think Jews are predisposed to an, an upset stomach. I mean, there is even a Yiddish word for stomachache and upset stomach. So let's go to Yiddish Dictionary Corner. Talk Yiddish to me. So the Yiddish word for stomachache or upset stomach is which I think is another brilliant onomatopoeic Yiddish word. It literally, the word means your stomach. I mean, there's the, another word, kishkas, is your insides, but is your stomach. And vatik is a pain or an ache. So you can actually use um, vatik for anything. You can have kopvatik, which is a headache, or oyavatik, which is an earache. And ultimately, the one that's used the most is buchvatik, which is an upset stomach. You know what? This is the opposite to a kvetch. I now love hearing about other people's ailments. Really? I love Ooh, it. Oh, tell me. Yeah. 
I know. It's like, who did you see? What's wrong with you? Like, okay. how long have you been? I feel like they're, they're doctor themselves or a counselor. Who did you see? Who did you see? Yeah, who did you, uh, were they good? Because if not, I know someone. Yeah, everyone knows someone, don't they? So I've got a question for you, James. I want to ask your opinion on this. I've, I've thought about this for quite a while. Why is it that throwing up is much more appropriate than, than having an upset stomach? Let me, let me, I mean, this may sound confusing, but... So, let, let me explain this to you. If you're at work or at someone's house mm. and, you know, you go to the toilet and you're really, really not feeling well and, you know, you, you go do whatever business that is, that's necessary and you come back and you, and you come back and you go to your friend, oh, sorry, mate, I just, I just threw up. Oh, I better go home. Like I don't feel well. I've just, you know, yeah, friend, yeah, yeah. And your friend will go, "Oh, no, worry about that, mate. Don't worry. It's fine. It's completely, it's completely acceptable." No, they're really worried. Are you well? Are you okay? Do yeah, you, that's the normal reaction. If someone yeah. throws up, are you all right? What's wrong? Then something that's even more common than that. Yeah, you've got an upset stomach again. It's, a, it's something you can't help. Similarly to throwing up, why something that's more common and a little upset stomach, no more than almost a little bit more than a regular bowel movement. Yeah, is so much more is viewed a lot more negatively than vomiting which is actually you know not that common really, I, I actually think I'm, do you know what, I'm gonna agree with you I think embrace it tell someone you you, you know you've got an upset stomach do it and if or they say, say nothing, that's dis- and if they say oh that's disgusting whatever you go if I'd thrown up you wouldn't have said that yeah you tell them that side have a bit more respect for my um, internal systems and you're quite open because I don't know if I would tell someone if I threw up or I had an upset stomach. I don't think I'd say no, either. No, but then, sorry, mate, if you disappeared in the toilet for 25 minutes, it's one or the other. <laughs> so when you're at work and you don't feel well, there's, there's a lot of my colleagues will live through it. They're like, no, they soldier on, you know, they kind of be the martyr. They, they start work. As soon as I have a little bit of an ailment, do you know what? I'm not taking I, the risk. I, I disagree think with the hypochondriac thing. I, I just like, you know what? I might not be well. Yeah, I, I disagree with you here. I disagree with you here. I think you seem to be the only person who goes to work with a cold. Really? Everyone always... I was once at work with... T- a bloke took two days off. For a cold? No, that's a bit wrong. You know what? I, I can't imagine um, most Jews go in when they don't feel well. Because they're, they're not well... No, I, I do. I do. I think you don't. Do you know what fixes everything, though? Jewish penicillin. And you know what that is? Chicken soup. Chicken soup, yeah, fixes everything. Do you not think like every every culture has their thing that uh, fixes it? The comfort so, food, the comfort food. Yeah, uh, uh, a Greek Cypriot friend of mine, and I. This is when we were on a holiday, and I, I actually was throwing up. To be <laughs> to be fair to you, oh, you got but, real issues. No, but no, but I know. I never, I never really throw up. So I, I, I kept. I it was like twice before breakfast. We came upstairs. He goes, "Oh no, don't worry, mate. I've got something to. Uh, it will stop it all. It was really good. It yeah. was like." It was like like actual lemon juice, like like whatever. It's got secret ingredients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it is. Family it was recipe. Just, I think it was just lemon juice, and I necked it, and it just burnt. Right, it was like stinging, and then the next time I threw up, it, I could just feel the burn of the lemon. It was much worse. It was no, horrible. Each I told you, each culture or you know each family has their own way of dealing with certain ailments, like these old wives' tales. Who who decides them? Do you know what? Let's throw a bit of that in there. Have a bit of that. That will fix you. So, following on from Dom's fetch last week, we've got a submission in. Take a listen. 
Markovic, um, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say it because I'm not Jewish, is, um, I'd say, any teenager between the ages of 12 to 14, and especially, especially, I'm saying teenage girls. One story is that I was, um, it was like my A-levels, and I had a free period, and I came in to chat to my like uh, business, or like econ uh, teacher, who had like a class of year nine girls, and honestly, um, he popped out 20 minutes to get like my past paper, and then I was literally, that was the worst 20 minutes of my life, and like, I couldn't say anything, uh, and it was just like the, the worst bullying of my life. I don't know why they have to take it upon themselves, um, not just girls, but guys as well, when you're 13, to just be an absolute arse. I think it was, so it was teenage girls, was it? Which is a bit of a weird subject for, <laughs> for, the, for the chat to be talking about, to be honest. But, I mean, the idea is really teenagers, which I don't think I was that much of a, an annoying teenager, but I guess it's on the whole, isn't it? It's that sort of, you're not really allowed out to do anything. Um, obviously, Akash has suffered some bullying that scarred him a little bit as well. Yeah, from some 13-year-old <laughs> girls. <laughs> I think you've got to let it go, Akash. They're really, really cocky for no reason. Like, yeah. They're not, they're only allowed out to like, you know, the local shopping centre or the cinema. Well, this is when we were, like, you know, when you see them on the bus and they say you're on your way to work or on the so way to lippy. meet someone. So but yeah, lippy. They're so, and they're lippy with the bus driver, they're lippy with, you know, whoever, you know. Yeah, you just want to say, calm down. Also, there's that thing, are you allowed to say something back? Times that it's accentuated as well is in groups, like Akash was saying in the classroom there. Yeah. As soon as, yeah. as, soon as they gather a bit, that's when the real cook is. Then they've got the balls to say something, one, don't they? One, one or two teenagers is nothing. Like five or more is definitely. <laughs> You'll cross the road when you see that. I mean, like I said, I think it's weird that Akash is talking about children, but <laughs> he's kind of spot on with his point. My advice is uh, not to become a secondary school teacher. Yeah. Um, and also, please do send in your kvetches. As you've heard from the last couple of episodes, we will talk them through. So. Make sure you uh, WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger them. Just, just, nice. just, just to clarify, they don't need to be about the topics we've discussed so far, so about the restaurant or schnorrers or ailments. Record that on your phone and send it across, and we will. We might discuss you're, it. You're all moody people, so prove it. Thank you again for listening this week. Um, we are now on Instagram, as you've seen. So take a li- take a look at that. Keep updated. You'll see when we'll be posting our next podcast on there. Also, let us know if you think uh, we should have a Facebook page or something. Because I, I know that we don't use it that much anymore. But we do have some listeners who are a tad bit older than us who love their Facebook. So it it's an idea. I was floating and James thinks no one uses it. But he doesn't think about our wider audience. I think Mums, Net and uh, Friends of Tottridge would uh, love to hear it. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Mazel tov to you, Ronnie. What Ronnie. a life you've lived.